The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and all of Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report, sponsored by Mike Tanzel at My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into all sports talk. Tim Tackett with you today. Jeff Jordan alongside. Brought to you by Fans Heating and Air. Lee Collin Financial Services with Edward Jones. What do you think about this puny little snow we got this time around? I mean, it's number three, and they're just—we didn't get anywhere close to what they said we we're going to get. I, I'm disappointed. Well, we didn't at your house or my house, for that matter. But there are plenty of areas in the mid-state that got plenty of snow. Plenty of snow. Well, we, we got enough, that's for sure. Three snows in what a period of yeah, about ten six, days, yeah, fifteen, sixteen days, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, I, I don't know about. The, I mean. This one was, I thought, particularly annoying. I mean, it snowed like crazy and then stopped, and it rained, and the, all the snow disappeared. It was all gone at my house. I can only speak to my house. And then it rained most of the day, and then late in the afternoon, it started snowing again, and temperature dropped to 32, 31, 30, and, of course, it started sticking then. If that cold front had come in about four hours sooner, Jeff, we'd have had a foot and a half of snow. Oh, easy. Yeah, that's right. I mean, because the precipitation was clearly there. But I, I, don't, uh, I don't know if we're going to have any, any more in the pre- prediction or not. I haven't heard. Well, let's talk about sports. How it affects that for sure. When You coached. You know what it's like to go – you like routine. I did, at least. I loved routine. I hated snow days. I hated having to practice on a day when kids weren't in school. I hated to have to reschedule games, and that's what's going to happen. You know, these games have to be played, and practice has to happen, or needs to happen. I shouldn't say it doesn't have to, but it needs to happen. Now, coaches want to practice a lot more, more than the kids do, I'd say. But uh, it, it puts a little strain on everything. It does. It most coaches really like routine, uh, uh, most, and even down to the actual practice itself. Yes. Uh, and doing certain things, a certain time in order, um, and uh, when that gets when when that gets messed up, they don't like it. Uh, and I, I guess I was pretty much the same way. Uh, I know the people that I worked with and for were, were that way for sure. Um, but there's not a thing in the world you can do about it. I, I didn't like coming in on days when school was out and you had to go practice. Um, but you almost had to do it. Uh, you know, you, you just, you might miss a day, but it always created problems when you had to do that. Always. I never felt like the practice was as good. You got as much done on a 
Wednesday afternoon, the bell rings, and kids in 10 minutes' time are in the locker room getting dressed as opposed to dragging in one after another after another. And you have to, the coach, you have to be there 45 minutes ahead of time just in case somebody shows up early for whatever reason. So all that said and done, uh, play will move on and, and off will go. Blackman girls, uh, I haven't seen the latest Associated Press poll out, but uh, they're one or two in, in a couple of different polls that I've seen. Undefeated 34 straight, is that the number, Jeff? I think that's right. Yes, 14, I think, this year. If you look at the top ten of girls' basketball, you see Warren County, you see Cookville, you see Coffee County, you see Blackman, you see Lebanon. Jeff, the Mid-State has made a roaring comeback. Yes, it has. It, it really has. We're, we're extremely powerful uh, area. And it's not, and this time it's not dominated by Murfreesboro, which it has been in the past. That, that's also correct. Uh, and I, I hear, and I do not know, I haven't seen them, but I understand that Cookville is a powerful basketball yeah. team. Uh, I don't know any first thing in the world about them, but I do know they're unbeaten, I think, and they're very, very good. Uh, but but they're not alone. There are plenty of others. Yeah, so it's going to be – You just named them, as a matter of fact. It's interesting. And, and Bradley Central, who the Murfreesboro teams have had to play year after year after year in the substate, if I understand it right, uh, it may not be the case this year. Am I right? I, I don't know. I, I do know that the the region is not is not the same. Murfreesboro teams don't play the Shelbyvilles of the world. They're going to play Nashville, uh, Smyrna, Laverne, uh, Sturge Creek, and that, that in Region Eight there. Which suits me fine. Eight, I should say. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I don't know about Bradley Central yet this year. I, I haven't seen statewide polls. Uh, yeah, they're fourth in the state. You know. Well, that, that says something. <laughs> I, with the change in regions, I, I don't know whether it changes. Not district, no, District 7, District 8, that's what changed. District 8 changed hands. Anyway, all that said, uh, we'll go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about the men's basketball team at Middle Tennessee. Uh, Two good wins, two crazy wins. Uh, You were at both games, so was I. We'll talk about those right after this on All Sports Talk. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas' Family Restaurants. Did you know that Demas's now can cater events? We can ship most of our pastas and we can deliver it to your door. If you're interested in our catering, you can go to demasesrestaurants.com and click on the menus on catering to see what options we have available for your next event. Demas's Family Restaurants, go to demasesrestaurants.com. Demas's Family Restaurants on 1115 Northwest Broad Street. Need a break from the sound bites and the talking heads? Do you want information you can actually use? Information that'll change your life for the better? Then listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will show you how to retire in two to five years. Your age doesn't matter. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, Monday through Saturday, 11 to noon, right here on News Radio WGNS. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. 
Your home, your auto. Together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. Hello, friends. Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. More than I can count, we have taken care of families who were totally caught off guard with the passing of a loved one. There are so many details to tie up, it really can be overwhelming. Again, more than I can count are the comments from families who have pre-planned and pre-funded their or their loved one's funeral, saying, it would have been a financial hardship had we not. Let me help you pre-plan. Call me at 615-893-2422. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. 615-893-1450, our number if you'd like to give us a couple of questions, comment, or whatever it may be. Middle Tennessee wins two. Now two and two in the league, Jeff, at home, uh, Florida Atlantic on Thursday night and Florida International on Saturday. And they were two completely game, different games, to be sure. Uh, Florida Atlantic game had a lot of flow and, and a lot of shooting and a lot of scoring. I'm not sure if I've seen a basketball game lately like the one Saturday with FIU. Uh, you hear the cry from the fans, let them play. By golly, they let them play. They beat on each other. They knocked each other down. Thus, no one scored any points because it was absolutely a war. Threw the ball to a lot of people, some of them sitting in the stands. And, <laughs> and uh, it was just really not a, the second game. But, uh, the FAU game was well played, and I thought. And um, I thought we did very, very well. I thought we looked very smooth in many parts of that game. Um, the FIU game, on the other hand, was almost the exact opposite. It was sloppy on both teams, and really kind of disappointing in a way. But, of course, what wasn't disappointing was we won the, we won the game. And uh, I, I, I don't think that was us, do you? I mean, for some reason, we, we didn't show much chemistry. Well, well, Florida International scores 39 points. Now, we like to think we've got a pretty decent defensive team, right? right. You can't hold a college team to 39 points. No. Yeah, but I'm saying, to me, a, a big part of that was the officials letting them beat on each other and and play. And I, to their credit, they did it on both ends. But bodies got knocked to the floor, no fouls. Uh, and I, I just think it broke the flow of the game a good bit. Now, that said, I'd almost rather have it that way than the other way around. It's for calling too many fouls, ticky-tack fouls and so forth. But uh, BlueRaider.com called it a rock fight on Saturday, and I think that's, that's about right. Well, here, here it is, January 16th, and, and I'd have to say that I haven't had much uh, problem, particularly with officiating. Uh, I think it's, just, it's, been, it's been pretty good, uh, men and women. It's been all right. It's been consistent. Um, but you're, you're, you're certainly right about, that, about the, the FIU game. It was a physical game, and um, – uh, they got a little chippy a couple of times too. Yeah, sure. Which happens when he gets physical like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm I'm glad I'm glad to see we can win that kind of game too. Josh Jefferson ended up with a technical foul. He drove the lane, got knocked to the floor. No call was made, so he comes back defensively and decides. I think what he decided is I'm going to go tackle this guy and see if they call a foul. And he did, and he got called. He got caught, on top of it. Josh is a pretty mild-mannered guy, best I can see. Uh, so, 
but I, I do think what you said is it, it, it kind of got to him a bit that uh, that he got clobbered. But uh, as I say, Middle did some clobbering on their own. It worked both ways. Well, uh, FIU had a, had a player who, when they introduced him, I think he maybe was the last one they introduced. Um, he said he was seven one, and he was he was a tall young man. He was every bit of it, and usually uh, now. I'm trying to be very diplomatic here. When a 7-1 player is playing for an FIU in this world, that usually means one word. It's a project. Mm -hmm. Somebody said he's 7-1, he's played before, let's give him a chance. And so they did that. And I told my wife before the game, I said, he 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 can't do anything. I said, I guarantee you, he will not. But we couldn't guard him if he could do anything. Not one on one, we couldn't. But anyway, I said he he's he's a lost cause. Well, I'm not sure that he scored. He played a lot too, and he got hurt, and he came back, and tried to play some more, and just couldn't do it. But I thought they were talented elsewhere. They they had some people. They hustled, worked hard, uh, but we handled them all right and. Sims again, that was one thing. I'm going to stick with this until, you know, he's not playing anymore. When he's on the floor, we are a different basketball team, period. We look better. We move the ball better. We just seem like everything is better when he's out there. When he's not, sometimes things um, don't go quite as well. Donovan Sims out of Blackman High School, he got off to a great start. Middle Tennessee was up, I think, 10 to 5 after the first three or four minutes. It looked like it was going to be an offensive game. And from there, 40 to 34, I guess, was the, the last the scoring in the last 35 minutes of the game. Uh, so, but yeah, I was delighted to see Donovan get off to a good start. He hit the first shot of a two pointer and then came down and hit the next stroke to three. And it seemed like I think he was the next, maybe not the next time down the floor, but he hit again. I think he had seven or eight points first part of the game he had he had eight i believe uh eight of the first 10 and uh and then didn't score for a while also he took a breather in there um but when he came back he hit the important shots ended up with 14 i believe player of the game mm-hmm. uh when you and <laughs> i don't i have i don't keep up with our scores i don't know whether you do or not but it, 50 is i mean it was 50 to 39 50 to 39 um uh, gosh, fifty points in in forty minutes. I mean, that, and you win in double. You win double digits with that number. Yeah, uh, the over and under would have been uh, what's that? Eighty nine points for two teams. How many basketball games played on this past weekend? You reckon in college division one basketball had less than ninety points scored between the two well, teams? Well, not, not many. many. No, everybody gets you know more than that. Coach McDevitt made the comment after the game though, and, and I thought he was exactly right. He said it's nice to see that our team can play both styles and, and win both ways. I, he certainly didn't feel like the game was particularly well played on Saturday, but uh, there were reasons for that, and, and, and the flow was there. Jeff, it's a pretty good basketball team. It I, is. Uh, the, the thing I I guess. I do and I don't like is there's a rotation of about 10 guys and they don't all look very different at all. Donovan Sims is the only one in Josh Jefferson. I guess those are two that stick out because they're rather small in stature. Donovan Z six one, maybe maybe Josh about the same. 
the rest of those guys, Jeff, are six six, six seven, six eight, and they just play the kind of the same way. They cover the, they go to the boards well, they defend well, and at times can shoot the ball very well. I was I, I was disappointed in the fifty points, of course, and the crowd, obviously, like most crowds, and probably maybe including me and you, we like shooters and we like points and fast breaks and the occasional dunk and all that kind of. You know, we, we so fifty points is. Really, not much at all. It's really not. Oh, it's, it's great. It's, 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 it's stagnant basketball. But we won and won with that style, as, 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 as you said. And I was, I was, I was glad. I, I know I was thinking during the first half when it was in late, I guess, and in the half, and it was real close and it was close in the third quarter. And I remember thinking, you know, this is a conference game. Mm-hmm. We need to win this thing. Mm-hmm. We're at home on our own floor, and you're supposed to win at home. And by the way, I don't think they've lost at home, have we? I don't think so. And we're like ten and zero or something. I think that's home. right. So uh, we, we certainly and, and they were hanging around, you know, and it made me nervous. But we got it. So let's let's go back in in a couple of losses on the road. Mm-hmm. I can talk about four. Two losses last weekend in single digits against two very good teams after having missed two games because of COVID. Murray State, Middle Tennessee, lost by, what, six or seven at Murray. Murray just went to Belmont this weekend and beat Belmont by 22. Chattanooga, Middle Tennessee, loses by five or six, not a lot down there. I think Chattanooga's like 11-2 and two or something like that. So this team's got a chance, and – the depth, Jeff, will serve them well down the road, I think. Very little foul trouble because you don't see many players playing longer than, what, 26, 28 minutes probably. Right. The top top number. Well, I, I think I think our depth is, is, is going to help us for sure. I think we're going to win a game or two on the road maybe that we uh, later on in the year that we're not – Maybe you wouldn't have picked that out as a win when the year started, and if if you can just steal two or three on the road, at conference games, you you have really helped yourself. I think you and I can agree. We we hope to be in the top half of the league. I think that's very doable. It could be could be better, could be worse. We don't know for sure. Lady Raiders tough weekend, Jeff, uh, for the second. Uh, weekend in a row they've had to play shorthanded because of different reasons and so forth and so on and uh, losing overtime on Saturday to FIU after winning uh, a close one on Thursday night with F- F- Florida Atlantic. Uh, the basketball team is now 4-2 and two in the league and come home uh, I, t- I take that back they, they play at Western Kentucky is that right on Saturday? I, I, I don't know. I'd have to look at the schedule to be sure. Middle Tennessee men do not play on Thursday night. I don't think the ladies do either. Uh, Middle Tennessee men play Saturday at against uh, Southern Miss, I believe it is. Scheduled at 5 o'clock. I'm, Jeff, I mentioned to you off the air before, I wonder if the Middle Tennessee folks are considering moving that game because the Titans game at 3.30 is going to take a lot of crowd away if, the, if they do play. I don't know if they, it's possible to move the game to 1 o'clock. The other team has to agree to it. I'm sure the conference has to agree to it. The officials have to be able to get there. I think we probably got the building rented all day, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hopeful that'll happen because I don't want to make that choice. I'll, I'll be at the middle game if that's the case, but I really want to see the Titans. I, I, my, after Chip, 
let's just save this. After Chip, I want to talk about the NFL. For the first time all year long, I got excited about it. Okay. Oh, my progress is being made. Uh, well, nobody cares about Here that. it is, only week 18 for you, and you're now excited. That's, <laughs> that's good to know. All right, Chip Walters is up next with our Blue Raider Insider Report. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go see a movie.com. Popcorn Pop Fresh Daily, their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go see a movie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. Good afternoon. Traffic still looks good right now. It's still light to moderate on 24 coming in from Davidson County. We are still concerned about some of these back roads out here. If there's still snow covered, they're going to freeze tonight. Warmer weather's waiting for you right now in Pensacola Beach. Log on and plan your trip at PensacolaBeach.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. From News Radio WGNS, it's your Snow Patrol report. Icy back roads have closed Rutherford County and Murfreesboro City Schools for Tuesday. Again, city and county schools close Tuesday. More at WGNSRadio.com. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. It's time. Show your true blue. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders! When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. And in basketball over the weekend, it was a home sweep for the Blue Raider men and a road split for the Lady Raiders. Let's go to the men first. 
Middle Tennessee's men's basketball team didn't make it pretty, but kept its dominance of the Murphy Center court intact this season, holding its opponents under 40 points for the first time since 2011, rolling over FIU 50-39 to Saturday night in Conference USA play. The Blue Raiders are now 11-6 overall, 2-2 two two in Conference USA play, and limited the Panthers, who are also 10-6, but 0-5 in the league to just 13 made field goals, contesting count countless shots across the gym as neither team was able to find a rhythm. FIU especially struggled from behind the arc where it was just four for 24 on the night. So FIU's 22.8 percentage field goal percentage was the lowest allowed in the Nick McDevitt era at Middle Tennessee. The Panthers' 39 points is the lowest allowed by Middle Tennessee since March 6th of 2011 when the Blue Raiders defeated FIU 73-38 in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. So, checking the standings after the weekend in the East, Charlotte played their first games of the year. They're 2-0. Old Dominion 2-1. Middle and Western are both 2-2. FAU 1-2. FIU and Marshall are all are both winless at 0-4. In the West, Louisiana Tech 6-0. Then it's UAB and North Texas at 4-1. Rice at 3-2. UTEP 2-3. Southern Miss 1-3. UTSA 0-5. The Blue Raiders will not play a midweek game, but will host Southern Mississippi next Saturday. On the women's side, Middle Tennessee came within seconds of overcoming a big first-half deficit but fell at FIU 56-54 in overtime. The Lady Raiders are now 12-4 overall, 4-2 in conference play. They overcame a 14-point deficit in the first half and led twice in the fourth quarter and once in overtime before suffering the gut-wrenching setback after Tanaja Hayes connected for a pair of free throws with just four seconds remaining. Amanda Whittington's potential game-tying three-pointer from the corner came up just short on the final play of the game. Looking at the women's standings in Conference USA in the East, Western is 5-0, Charlotte 2-0, Marshall 4-1, Middle 4-2, Old Dominion 1-1, FIU 1-2, and Florida Atlantic is 0-3. In the West, UAB 3-1, UTEP and Southern Miss 2-2, North Texas 1-2, UTSA 1-3, Rice 0-3, and Louisiana Tech is winless at 0-4. Back-to-back Conference USA champion Blue Raider tennis teams are on the court as we speak at the Adams Tennis Complex, Middle Tennessee uh, hosting uh Tennessee Tech earlier this afternoon and Tennessee State uh, at the moment that's going on at the Adams Tennis Complex. And Blue Raider track and field finished strong at their first indoor meet of the season. All the results are available on GoBlueRaiders.com. All right, coming up uh, at the top of the hour, it's going to be Rick Ensel live, Dick Palmer, and the head coach of the Lady Raiders talking Lady Raider basketball. Then at 7 o'clock, Nick McDevitt joins me for Nick McDevitt live all right here on WGNS. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. 
A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Thank you for listening to All Sports Talk. Tim Tackett along with Jeff Jordan. Jeff brought to you by Fans Heating and Air and Lee Collin Financial Services with Edward Jones here in Murfreesboro. NFL football, Jeff. I made the comment and. and Absolutely true. I have watched. I have not watched a, a pro football game all year long from start to finish. I've watched a good bit of Titans off and on, uh, but a couple of games were really good this weekend. The, the, the one last night, Dallas and San Francisco, was uh, something really special. That place was alive. How many San Francisco fans were there, Jeff? I, I, I don't know, but I, you could hear them. Almost as loud as the Dallas fans, but uh, great football game and ended up really weird. It's one of those um, <clears throat> rivalries that go back many, many years. And, uh, and there's always a little thought there. Uh, and a lot of them do involve Dallas uh, because Dallas is the most loved team in America. Are the most hated, yes. depending on whether you want to look if at. If you're going to put on the mantle of being America's team, some people are going to take umbrage with that, right? That is correct. And uh, so, whenever, particularly if it happens to be Green Bay, San Francisco, or the Bears, and Pittsburgh, and there are probably others, but it, San Francisco really wanted to win, and last night and. <laughs> Frankly, I would I would look at this as as Dallas got exactly what they deserved, and they did, they did because they messed up too many penalties during the game, uh, and that last play, I mean, I I refuse to believe that Prescott didn't know that that guy had to the official had to touch the sure, football, sure, and also it was a stupid play, so I you know I thought. Well, Obviously, it was. It burned up all fourteen uh, seconds. Remember back to the early part of Tennessee's University of Tennessee's football schedule this year when the, their quarterback at the time, the, the the guy from Michigan, I can't call it, they started the first couple of games, last play of a game, ran out of bounds instead of throwing the football because if you go out of bounds, the game's over with. Right. And Prescott, for those who didn't watch the game, what? Cowboys down six at about the 30-yard line, I guess. Yeah, maybe a little further out than that. No timeouts left. Uh, made a pass, pass down uh, the field. They got it up to the line of scrimmage, and Prescott runs, trying to get a little closer, I guess, and being able to spike the ball. They couldn't get that done. And the problem was, Jeff, and the announcers were very clear about this, the official must touch the football before they – he. it has to be spotted by the official, not by the center or whatever. And – 
they were correct. Dallas should have done everything they could to throw the football to the official. Don't make him wait in there. And he he had to fight through the center to get there, Jeff. He ran he down there. Yeah, he do did all job. he could do, and uh, he got blocked off. And it cost them the ability. If if, they, if they'd had that ball ready for him and handed it to him, and he could set it down. They'd have got that spike and maybe got one more play. The guys he went he went between two guys finally reached around, touched the football, picked it up, and moved it, which is exactly what he was supposed to do. And spot has to do not not supposed to. He has he to has that. to do that for for the next play to count. And those two guys he went around probably weighed 280 pounds each. Oh, he could bit, barely yeah. get to the football, and and it, it burned up the whole 14 seconds. But you know we've had the you just talked about one. We've had players that um, spiked the football at the five yard line on sure. a long on a long run, and uh, and you just that kind of stuff just happens, uh, and it. it it did happen. Everybody got excited, and and he made a mistake, and it, it eventually, well, it, that cost him the game. Yes, I guess it, I suppose it did, but I, you know, he was going to. I don't know why he didn't stand back there and throw two, two passes to the end zone. Sure, that's that's obviously, and he could have gotten past interference, or he could have been caught by a, a, a Dallas player. And and they would have tied the game before the extra point. I don't know why he didn't do that. Plenty of time. Fourteen seconds is plenty of time for that. But you can't go running off, you know, twenty yards <laughs> and hope that the clock well, doesn't run out. As a matter of fact, San Francisco would have been pleased for him to run another ten. Yeah, two or three more seconds. The longer, he, the farther he ran, the worse it really hurt Dallas in this case. And really, if he was going to do that, I guess he just got excited. He should have just. Sure. He should have just slid. You know, three or four yards before that, and then picked up the football immediately and handed it to the nearest official. How many of us questioning why he didn't do that? And the 60,000, 70,000 Dallas fans in the stands and the millions watching on television, how many of us would have done it any better than he could have done? Uh, I don't know the answer to that one. You know, (laughs) most of us would not. Uh, So, but uh, Linda asked those questions sometimes why they do that. I said, because they're human. Linda, you know, <laughs> humans make mistakes. And, and, and when you're watching, uh, millions of people are watching that mistake, it, it kind of magnifies it just a little bit, don't you think? Well, I think so, yes. Do you make any mistakes today? Uh, today? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I did, actually. Nobody knows or cares, do <laughs> No, no. no one can, <laughs> that's correct. Nobody can, cares less. <laughs> Bengals uh, uh, want to. Tough, exciting game on Saturday. They'll be in Nashville on Saturday afternoon at 3.30 to, ta- to uh, take on the Titans, the number one seed in the deal. And the Titans are just two games from the Super Bowl. Now, Bengals look pretty good. They do. And the quarterback, of course, is I don't know what year he's in. Second. Third. Second year. I think it's the second year. He's a national championship from LSU. Uh, very talented. He used uh, his first few games and has really matured a lot. He's got good receivers. They've got an excellent secondary. Um, I, I look forward to the game. I think the Titans are, are better than than Cincinnati. Titans are home, and sh- we don't know how much Henry's going to play, but he, he's going to play. And uh, and if he is, he's got to be close to, to 100%, I would say. The week off had to help that situation. Had to. Had to. The, the, the bye week. He didn't play that game, and then he got the bye week, and then he could practice ever some how much he wanted to practice. 
Um, but you know, this time of year, you know, most of the really hard stuff is done in the film room and done by the coaching staff. It's not done out. They're not going to get out and scrimmage and, you know, and all that kind of stuff this week. Gosh, they've been doing that for 20 some mm-hmm. odd weeks. Uh, that's, that's not going to happen. And then I going to run him through, you know, all these drills and whatnot. He's ready. He's ready, but Jeff, he's also again human. You you miss eight or nine straight weeks of game. It takes most people some time to get the rhythm back, and it sometimes doesn't come back in a game or even two. Uh, now he's a running back, and he is big and strong and fast as he is. I don't know how much rhythm he's going to have to have, but I'd say the Titans first of all would like to see a dry field. He got got, got an ankle injury. Coming off of one, they probably don't want any slipping and sliding going on, but they don't get to make that choice. 3.30 on uh, Saturday, it will be that football game. Uh, I'm sure they're glad they didn't have to play yesterday afternoon. That would have been a mess. True. and uh, I. Uh, but another, I think, this is very positive. I, I, I feel like that it is. If he doesn't play at all or is ineffective, uh, and, and it's hard to imagine either of those things happening, but – we do have other people sure. that have done very well in his absence and have gotten better and better every week. So uh, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't think that the, the whole thing depends on whether he plays or not. I, I believe the Titans will win. Uh, I hope they do uh, if he doesn't take a snap. How close to 100% does he have to be to, to be better than what you're talking about right now? And, and what's the chances of him being better than 85 or 90%? Nobody knows. Now, what would you do? Would you would you just would you ask him and say, "Look, tell me, <laughs> can you do this?" At, you know, at eighty five percent. Well, and he may be better than eighty five percent. Yeah, I'm just suggesting that's where where does he have to be to be better than what uh, it might be? So, if you ask a player anyway, you and I both know they'll lie. Right, and the one thing also we know about Derrick Henry is he's more effective in the third and fourth quarters of a football game, so he may not have the best first quarter and the second quarter, and expect right. him to have that third quarter. And some, do we? Will he have that burst? Nobody knows, but uh, the thing that will give Titans a lot of a lot of hope their defense this year is so much better than it was last year. Well, they all want to play, of course, and uh, and if you're Derrick Henry or anybody else, sure, you don't want to sit out this game. Uh, uh, and if you get hurt during the game, you want to go back in. If you, now maybe the doctor won't let you. I don't know, but uh, it, it's they want to play. And if you ask him, I don't know anything about him, but uh, as to whether he would evaluate his own situation and tell you the absolute truth, uh, or, or he would say, I, "I'm ready to go." Most likely, he's going to say he's ready to go, and he may be. If they win, they'll play the winner of the Chiefs. Bills game, that game will be in Kansas City. Both those teams look very good over the weekend, for sure. Kansas City has a Middle Tennessee uh, alum, Shavarius Ward, playing cornerback there. And the Titans have a all-pro safety in Kevin Byard. That's pretty interesting, Jeff, to have two defensive backs from Middle Tennessee, both starting players on teams that could win the Super Bowl. Yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? I, I, of course, we beat Kansas City earlier, uh, and – uh, have we played Buffalo? Yes, I, I beat Buffalo we too. Beat, beat Buffalo too. Yeah. Um, I was at the Kansas City game, but th- this team that Kansas City's putting out there right now, and the one that I saw playing, not the same team. 
Sure. Uh, a lot of people were injured that day, and and, uh, and Henry was in the game. Not only was he in the game, he played great. Uh, threw a touchdown pass on the first touchdown uh, for the Titans, and et cetera. But um, this, is the, this is the playoffs, and this is the Super Bowl in sight, if we should get that far. So, uh, you know, let's hope. I don't know if you can say vintage about a third or fourth-year quarterback, but Patrick Mahomes last night was vintage. Did you see the play where on the goal line about the five-yard line he faked the pass high and then flipped it right in front of him? I, I thought that was such a such a neat play. And that, he little, did that little guy would drive you crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he just went to his right about a step and then just turned around and just underhanded it in there like, like you're throwing a horseshoe. And that guy caught it right in his stomach, turned and scored. Well, all these defensive players got their hands up, and he yeah. throws it right in between them. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, you know, I hate to give Buffalo another another opportunity. The Music City Miracle was against Buffalo, and I just, you know, I'm ready to live with that forever. The Buffalo game uh, versus the Patriots, both Northeast teams played in Buffalo, and I think the temperature was two or three degrees. Oh, yeah, it was brutal. I am amazed, yay, I am amazed that those players can play at the level that they played at in that kind of temperature. The Buffalo receivers were making catches as if they were in Hawaii. <laughs> and the throws with with the hands, I, I know you got on a glove, but Jeff, your hands got to be cold, and those hands got to be cold on the receivers, and they, they caught everything in sight. I was just stunned that they could play at that level. That, uh, that kid, uh, who is it, Allen, is that his name? Yeah, for quarterback he, for the Bills. He is, I think, going to be a great quarterback. He may already be there. I think he had five touchdowns, I believe. That's right, against New England, who and who was not a shoddy football team by any stretch of the imagination. They were underdogs by, like, four points, and then they got beat, what, bad. I mean, it was, it was 42 you know, to 21, I think, or 45-21. Yeah, something like that. And, you know, I, of course, it doesn't bother me to see New England lose, uh, but that, that's okay. So, Allen and Mahomes, both the, the young guard of quarterbacks in the NFL, both very good, will be playing on Kansas City. And that will be the game that Titans, provided they win on Saturday, that game on Sunday. And and I heard the radio people coming up. I came over here. Who would you, If you're a Titans fan, who would you rather play, the Chiefs or the Bills, if it comes to that? Not that you get a choice, but who would you who would you You're play? asking me. Yeah, who would you rather play? Buffalo. You don't want any part of Kansas City. Well, I'd just rather play Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> that Mahomes kid is so unpredictable. I mean, he's just – well, he's not unpredictable because you can predict him to be great, and he usually is. But um, You would expect nothing less than that, though, in a, in a, that's in true. a championship game for for the conference championship, right? That's true. You, and and we need, to, we need to point this out, too. And, I, and this may be an extremely important thing right here. If Henry is on the field and is able to maintain a pace, if you're the Titans, you can control the clock to a large sure. extent. And that keeps Mahomes sitting on his rear end over there on the bench, or Allen, as the case might be. And that's a big advantage. Well, they, they've got to win this week. We, let's let not, not get past that. The Cincinnati Bengals. First playoff win, Jeff, in 31 years. It's hard to believe, isn't it? It really is. Um, but I'm glad for them. But they have they've been to Super Bowls years ago, but uh, they've never won one. So 
you know, and I don't think they're going to win one this year, whether they beat the Titans or not. But uh, still, they're an interesting team, good quarterback, and they've got some good players. I think the coldest game I've ever been to in my life was in Cincinnati. In a playoff game, a buddy of mine got us some tickets and said, do you want to go? And I said, sure. Well, I put on everything I had. You remember in the movie when the little man, little guy falls down in the snow and can't get up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's the way I felt, like, like Puff the Magic Dragon or something, you know. <laughs> got to take well, a break. Coldest I ever went through is a tie. It was Raiders at Tennessee Tech. And also the Music City Bowl when Eli Manning played for Ole Miss. Those two games, it was absolutely brutal. Semi-cold, a lot cold. Man, I'm telling you, I didn't know who Eli Manning was. had no idea. But I knew at the end of the game who he was. They lost, but he was great. There were 70-some-odd thousand Buffalo fans, and every one of them loved every minute of it, right? In weather that you and I can't imagine. Yeah. It, um, Hardy folks. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Let, let's be kind here. That's the best, best way I can put it. One more break, and we'll come back and wrap things up on All Sports Talk. From News Radio WGNS, it's your Snow Patrol report. Icy back roads have closed Rutherford County and Murfreesboro City Schools for Tuesday. Again, city and county schools close Tuesday. More at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. Good afternoon. Traffic still looks good right now. It's still light to moderate on 24 coming in from Davidson County. We are still concerned about some of these back roads out here. If there's still snow covered, they're going to freeze tonight. Warmer weather is waiting for you right now in Pensacola Beach. Log on and plan your trip at PensacolaBeach.com. I'm Commander Chuck when you're on time traffic. We do it your way at Pizza. Murfreesboro's favorite pizza is now hiring at all three locations. That's right. Join the Sir Pizza team. Just stop on in and ask for a manager. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Breaking news, Jeff. Breaking news. Breaking news. Okay. Just got a phone call letting us know that the Middle Tennessee game on Saturday has been moved to 1 o'clock. Wise which, move. Which Very wise move, which means you, I, and a lot of other folks can go watch the Raiders play, come back home and watch the Titans play. I think wise move. And I'm, I'm, I know they had to consider that. I'm just ho- hopeful that other teams and officials could, could make that happen. I think that's – it's going to work out well. So, 1 o'clock, and uh, I do hope the Raider fans will show up and, and party hardy. Sounds like a good idea to me. Now, now I can comfortably go to both. But I was going to, I was, I was going to, go to the um, men's game anyway but, um, and listen to the Titans. But now I get to see them both, don't I? Yeah, I had some really good subject to talk about when I came back, and now I cannot think about it anymore. <laughs> Jeff, you, Butch, Butch Campbell called to let us know. Well, talking yeah. to Butch Campbell will, will mess you up. Uh, he'll, he'll confuse just, you. 
Made me all a Twitter. <laughs> oh, B. Do, do, do you do you watch the uh, our, our people on the clock and on the book, Bobby Gardner and Butch and others over there? Do you watch them? I, I, yeah, I guess not I a lot, but I, every now and again I do. I, they're, I, they're not a lot to look at. I can't. <laughs> I kind of do too. I think they do a great job. I, I, I really well, where do. my seats are for the men, I get to visit with them at halftime every game because they'll go back and get a little snack, and they walk right in front of my seats, and so have conversation with both. And and Doctor Gardner's just doing all right, isn't he? Doing fine. Yeah, I had dinner with him the other night after the game. Him and his wife Emily, and and shared stories. That's right. Um, by the way, I know the, the folks have heard it. I understand. Uh, there be no school. Murfreesboro City Schools are Rutherford County Schools tomorrow. But it always brings up the issue of what about the ball games that are scheduled. You just came to the exact point that I was going to try to get to. So oh, well, go, follow, follow through, Mr. Well, former school board it, member. I'm not going to say that it's impossible, all right? It is, it is possible under certain rules and regulations. With the superintendent involved, it's possible to play. But most of the time, almost always, the answer is no. You're not going to play on days when you're out of school. Now, I don't know if that's a hard and fast rule or not, but it's pretty well followed. Well, the rule is real simple. You have to have permission from the superintendent to play. Uh, I know in, in some cases he's made it at the discretion of the principals to, to make it happen. I know the principals are going to be, if the weather turns out halfway warm at all, to play the games because they're, they're falling behind. But Jeff's safety of not just the players, but the fans uh, has to be there. So it'll be interesting to see how that works. And you're exactly right. I'd say at this point in time, you need to expect the games not to be played and be surprised if they are. But they, it is possible they could be played. And, and I believe. Some may, some may play and some may not. Yeah, that's possible too. I, I, I have been told that tomorrow night was Oakland at Riverdale. I, I, I think that is that is tomorrow night, I believe. Yes. So, I mean, if it's played, which I don't expect it will be. But they're not behind any, are they? Probably not. I don't think they're the, behind the, any. The, the snow is coming in really the, kind of the right times. They, they certainly lost a Friday night last week, for sure. Uh, maybe lost a Tuesday night the week before, but it's not hung around a long, long, long time. Uh, the nice thing about a Tuesday night game, Jeff, it's pretty simple to move it to Wednesday if you need to. Right. And I, I, I expect that that's likely what would happen if they can't play tomorrow night. Well... I, again, you, you you talked about this earlier. It really messes up your uh, your your routine. It surely does when you have to do that. You know, it's 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 difficult, but you know, it's it's that's the way it is. It is the way it is. Uh, so just stay tuned. And WGNS Radio will let you know what the schedule is as soon as they can find out. If if they find out, some schools are pretty good, Jeff, about reporting that in, and some are right. just very difficult to. To, to, to get that word from. Well, Brian Barrett will find out tomorrow morning. I can guarantee you that, whether he's going to be doing a ball game tomorrow night or not and where it, where it will be and all that kind of stuff. And he will let people know. It'll be right here on the air. That'll be the case. Uh, January is coming 2022. The national championship is over with. We're headed toward the Super Bowl. Uh, and Jeff, it's not going to be long before we'll be at spring fling. My goodness. I mean, how quick do things move, right? Right. I, I, my goodness. Five sports. Thousands of people coming into town. By the way, the state tournament this year in basketball is 
one day longer. <coughs> when they do discuss going to four classifications, which they've done, my understanding was, Jeff, if they went to four classifications, they were just going to invite four teams to come to the state tournament. Not the case. They've gone to four classifications. They're going to continue to bring eight teams in from each one, so they'll be playing Tuesday through Saturday. So the uh, restaurants in this town and the hotels in this town and gasoline stations in this town and the traffic in this town will be endured one more day <laughs> for two different weeks. Well, I, I was I was not aware of that. If that's if that's the case, we begin on Tuesday, and we're going to have the. We're going to have eight teams like we've always had. Yes. In every in every level, but there is an additional level. That's correct. So you add an extra day, and you'll have four state championships on Saturday instead of three. Which okay. means they'll start very early and play fairly late. Okay. I, more basketball, the better. I, I like I like <laughs> dribbling and shooting, so that's good. Let's hope that we don't get into any more COVID situation. Uh, that's we, right. Because that, that, everything's got to still be taken as – it's more likely than not, as opposed to last year, maybe more less likely than not. But uh, you never know what, what can happen with all that kind of thing. Uh, but uh, that, we're, we're counting on getting those in. And the Division Two tournament, which went to Cookville last year, is coming back to David Lipscomb. Lipscomb was, would not, not allow people to come on their campus to play which because of COVID. But uh, this year, that, that seems the way it's going to be. So we'll just have to see how that kind of thing goes. Jeff, uh, let's wrap things up. Any final comment? The Super Bowl will be played in Los Angeles. Now, they were looking for other places to possibly play it and had some. But they decided to go ahead and with their first plan and go to Los Angeles. That's the, that you were talking about, the, the sites of various things. You know, I things. didn't even know where the Super Bowl was scheduled to be played this year. Um. Uh, I, I think there was there was quite a bit of well I, I did not know this but I was I, I I read this if that means anything that they always have and it makes sense that they always have two or three other sites where they could go sure, if they have sure, to sure sure and um, yeah it's too important not to have a backup right. plan and it, you've got to play it on the you know that I mean it's just millions and millions and millions of people and dollars involved um, but they have investigated and. They've settled on Los Angeles again, so that's okay. Not surprising Dallas wanted it, of course. <laughs> Everybody wants it. Why, yeah, they do. Why do you not want it? Well, I think Nashville's applying for, to try to get it in in the future. Sure. Rick Ensel Live is up next on WGNS, followed at 7 o'clock by Rick Mc, Mc, that Nick McDevitt Live down at the Boulevard. Thanks for listening. Monty Hale in tomorrow. Bud Morris and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty. Bob Lamb and Associates. First Bank. Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ears Funeral Home, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.